The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. This year, more than ever, we recognise the work of our educators. Nominations for the Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards are now open. Head to teachingawards.com.au to nominate a great educator today. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 9th of October. In your squeeze today, the William Tyrrell inquiry comes to a close. Labor's budget in reply. Our Aussie netball captain ditches the local comp. And chicken salt, mayonnaise. This is your squeeze today. Starting with one of the largest and most high-profile investigations ever conducted by New South Wales Police, and that's the disappearance of three-year-old William Tyrrell. It was the 12th of September 2014 when William went missing. He was on a visit from Sydney to his foster grandmother's home in Kendall on the New South Wales mid-north coast. William was dressed in a Spider-Man suit at the time, an image that's become synonymous with the case. After a huge search effort, Claire, and when no sign of William was found, authorities concluded that he had been kidnapped. The reason we're revisiting this is that the coronial inquest into his disappearance held its final hearing yesterday. We've just passed the sixth anniversary of the disappearance of William Tyrrell and with those hearings and that 19-month coronial inquest, which was interrupted by the coronavirus, uh, we're still no closer to knowing where he is and what happened to him. Former New South Wales Police Detective Gary Jubelin, who's been pretty high profile when it comes to this case, at one time said there'd been more than a thousand alleged sightings in New South Wales. There'd been hundreds of persons of interest investigated, along with hundreds of property searches. At this time, there's still no sign of William, as you said. Police this week, though, also mentioned that they haven't closed a door on any persons of interest. Where the inquest seemed to narrow down a lot of its focus was on an elderly neighbour, Paul Savage, and also a convicted child abuser, Frank Abbott. Also under their glare were those who were closest to William. What they say now is the Deputy State Coroner, Harriet Graham, will go through it all again. She'll report her findings uh, by the mid of next year. 18th of June, that's due. She said that, and this is the quote, many people, myself included, remain committed to finding the truth. Last night, Claire Labor opposition leader Anthony Albanese gave his budget in reply speech. A couple of key takeouts doing the rounds today, one on childcare and one on energy. That's where Anthony Albanese's focus was last night. He said that in improving the economy in an extraordinary time, there's an opportunity to reset and renew. That means putting a lot more into subsidies for childcare so women can better engage with the economy. Also, that electricity grid, which is an ongoing issue that keeps coming up uh, came under their glare as well. Whilst Labor was focused on that, Scott Morrison was standing with Finance Minister Matthias Cormann on one of his last days in Parliament. He's being recommended for the position of Secretary General of the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development. People might know that as the OECD. Matthias Cormann is 50 years old. He's a Belgian native. He speaks French and German, which seems to make him ideal for a job that's based in Paris. He has to get past at least five other candidates uh, to get that job. They seem pretty well qualified as well. Simon Birmingham, our trade minister, will take on the finance portfolio ahead of a reshuffle later this year. To US politics, and we had that vice presidential debate yesterday, Claire. 
They covered a range of issues, COVID-19, of course, through to the economy and through to a bit more about their personal inspiration. No clear winner, it seems to be, whoever you seem to support, uh, seems to be the one that people think did the best. A bit of conjecture about whether next week's second presidential debate will go ahead. Due to Trump having COVID, the committee wants to do it virtually, but Trump has said no way. And it seems to be that they're now pushing that out to the 22nd of October. That, of course, isn't a lot more time between now and then for Donald Trump, I would assume, to test uh, negative to the coronavirus having had a case. But he certainly says that he won't sit behind a computer because they might cut him off. Which would make it a very different debate to the last one. (laughs) Indeed. Stand by. To that inquiry into Crown's casino licence now, it was the final day of hearings yesterday and James Packer-Claire confirmed he would not be joining the board again. There have been a range of corporate governance concerns uh, raised in terms of the way James Packer handled his role when he was on the board of Crown Resorts, but also when he wasn't. Uh, in, In unpicking all of that before the inquiry, what he said was that he probably should get a bit more distance between himself and the operation of Crown Resorts. He said that it had been a really painful and shocking experience and also when they looked at things like those accusations of uh, money laundering uh, and illegal operations in China. It was a chapter that he said he was really sad about. Packer owns 36% of Crown Resorts and the inquiry will report its findings by the 1st of February next year. Australian Diamonds captain Caitlin Bassett rocked the Aussie boat yesterday, big time Claire, announcing she's leaving the local competition, the Suncorp Super Netball, to play in New Zealand. It's extraordinary, isn't it? The captain of our national team has to go offshore to play in a regular season because the rule change that they've made in that Australian super netball season has seen her really stay on the bench. What that two goal super shot rule that came in, Kate, as you well and truly remember as an ardent netball fan, uh, has really disrupted Bassett's game. She's really a rock star when it comes to shooting under the post. Uh, For Bassett's part, she says the two point super shot has nothing to do with it and that she felt undervalued at the Giants where she was playing. So she's heading over to play for the Magic in New Zealand next year. Whilst we're talking netball, the preliminary final is this Sunday. The Sunshine Coast Lightning and the West Coast Fever will play that one, the winner of which will play the Melbourne Vixens in the grand final next weekend. As for the footy, Claire, in the AFL, it's Richmond v St Kilda tonight. Geelong v Collingwood on Saturday night. In the NRL, it's a grand final rematch. Roosters taking on the Raiders. That's tonight. And Parramatta plays South Sydney on Saturday night. The French Open is also on this weekend, Claire. So much sport. Big weekend of sport. Must be October. (laughs) We aren't done there, actually, on sport. There's a big running event being held in Spain at the moment. Two big world records were broken, but it's a little controversial as both runners were wearing the Nike Zoom X Dragonfly Spikes. It sounds supernatural. (laughs) They're the fastest shoes ever. I didn't know dragonflies were so fast, no, but I guess maybe <laughs> apparently they are. Uh, yeah, they're billed as the fastest shoes ever. And even though they're officially uh, allowed by the competition and by the competition's regulators, uh, certainly they do seem to solicit a lot of commentary from people who are looking at these records tumble. We've seen world champion and Ugandan athlete Joshua Cheptegei, he broke the men's 10,000 metre 
record by six seconds, which is a lot. And also Ethiopia's Letisembek Gide, she broke the women's 5,000 metre record by five seconds. They're quite big margins on those old records. And some people say that's been assisted by those spikes. Yeah, both of them wearing those Nike shoes. They are within the rules, though, as you say, World Athletics has approved them. The recipe today, Claire, is a beetroot salad. Beetroot with barley and hazelnut sounds delicious. But tell me, could you have that with chicken salt chip mayo? Oh, look, I'm so torn about the chicken salt uh, chip mayo. I think that that's something that I'm both horrified and completely in love with the idea, but I'm going to put that as a side. I'm dehydrated just thinking about it. I'm going to... (laughs) I'm going to give it a go. It's doing the rounds at the moment. Lots of opinions on whether chicken salt chip mayonnaise should be a thing or not. (laughs) I'll pop a link to that beetroot recipe, though, in your episode notes. Also in your episode notes is a link to complete our annual podcast survey. A big thank you to those who have already taken the time to do it. For those who haven't quite got to it yet, no stress at all. A link to do so, as I said, is in your episode notes. Basically, we just want to get to know you a bit better. So we ask a bit about who you are, a bit about what you think of us, a bit about our advertisers. So if there's something you've been wanting to get off your chest about our podcast, now's the time, Claire. Yep, good opportunity. If you do complete the survey, you'll be in the running for a $200 Dan Murphy's voucher. The email subject line before we close out another week, Claire. Uh, What comes next? Hey, bust a move. There's a few people busting moves today, whether that's uh, Matthias Corman or Caitlin Bassett. There's a few things happening and people moving around. Out of Australia. Off they go. (laughs) Thanks again for tuning into the Squeeze Today podcast and we will chat to you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.